I'm Jillian Dalberry, your fellow business friend and your host of the Gracefield CEO Podcast. When you tune in with me every other week, you will get practical steps in growing your business gracefully while juggling all the other amazing or challenging things going on in your life. I believe in building deep connections, building your business on strong values, serving our clients really well, and approaching boundaries and conflict in our business with a whole lot of grace. If you are ready to grow your business your way with ease, stick with me, friend. It's time to be a Gracefield CEO. Welcome back to the Gracefield CEO podcast. Today, I have Emily Conley with me from Emily Writes Well. Hey, Emily. Hey. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty great, and I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm also very excited to have you because we've worked together recently, so I feel like we've been able to spend some good quality time together. <laughs> and I'm really excited to chat with you about this specific topic because I know that you've been going through a season where you haven't been able to be like 100% present present in your business. And so um, I know that I feel that too sometimes, and I think it's a good conversation to have. So before we jump into that, can you tell the audience a little bit about what you do, what your business is, and what life looks like for you? Yeah. So um, I'm a copywriter, essentially, um, any words you use to sell in your business, I write. I work mainly with um, female creative business owners, service providers, coaches, really like across the board. I've resisted every coach and mentor's um, desire for me to like niche down to a specific industry um, because I like working with people like I don't I don't know I like to limit myself so anyway I work with a lot of people um I write website copies sales pages as you know um emails all that good stuff um I help people I don't know like tap into the power of their own voice and really stand out by being themselves um it can be a really hard thing to do on your own and so I think it's really a cool part of what I do is really just like drawing out the best parts of what people do and who they are and like putting it in clear, compelling copy that attracts their dream clients. So that's what I do for work. Um, on the life side, I have a five-year-old daughter who's finishing pre-K this, like in a couple weeks. Um, so she'll be starting kindergarten in the fall, which feels I don't know, impossible, but exciting. She's very excited. Um, and I'm married, and we live outside of Nashville, um, Tennessee. And, yeah, my husband and I both are work from home full time, so we hang out a lot, which is typically great. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's typically great. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, what if, what if I was just able to be alone in my house? That's my dream. That's like literally yeah. my dream is being in my home alone. And it very rarely happens, but it's nice. Well, no, I'm right there with you. So my husband is a teacher and mm -hmm. also does real estate. So he obviously teaches throughout the school year. And then the summers he has off. And so he focuses a lot on real estate during that time. But he's also just home yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. Like, there are things about that that I absolutely love, but I do find that I cannot be as productive <laughs> because, like, I either want to spend time with him and the kids or I – or it's just so much easier to have a conversation. So then there are more conversations had in the middle of the day, which are amazing. But it's also good to, like, get out of that 
every now and then and go to a coffee <laughs> shop and just get some stuff done. Uh, yes, it's it's a delicate balance for sure. It is a delicate balance. <laughs> and also, I'm excited for you to have a kindergartner. That's that's big stuff right there. It is. Yeah, she's she's my only. So it feels like everything. I don't know. I feel like every milestone I'm like, this is it. So like, yeah, this one. So I feel like I have to really like feel them. But um, it's it's exciting. Yeah, she like loves she loves school. She loves learning. She loves talking. So it'll be good. for <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I no one prepared me for what it was like to have a kindergartner because at least at my son's school, there was a lot of parent involvement. And I love that. I, I truly do enjoy that and value it. But at the same time, I'm like, I nobody told me about this. <laughs> like, I feel like I have more homework than anyone else. And it's it's a lot of work, but it's also really enjoyable. So I'm oh, sure she'll have a blast. A whole new adventure. Yes, a whole new adventure. Absolutely. And you guys like adventures. You're an adventurous person. Yes. Yeah, we do like adventures around here. We like to travel. That's pretty much like what we... I feel like that's what we spend our money on. <laughs> I don't really care about things, but I'm like trips. Sure, I'm always yeah. planning a trip. So I love yeah. that. Where Where's your next trip? Um. Oh, actually, Donnie, my husband and I just booked an anniversary trip this summer to Spain. So we're gonna go to Madrid Ooh. and Barcelona. Which I've been to Barcelona, but not since I was in college. Um, and only for like three days and on a college budget. So I'm really excited to actually like do it for real. And I've never been to Madrid, so that should be really fun. Do you guys travel alone a lot? We try to like once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, we love taking, it's hard because Charlotte, my daughter is like so much fun and she loves travel. Like she's an amazing traveler. We just took her to London and Paris for her birthday um, in the spring. And she, she's a great, like she loves it. So it's really hard, but we, that's a bit, that was a big part of our relationship before she was born. And so we try to, I love that. that. We're so lucky because we have one kid. Both of our families like live in our to like 20 minutes from us. And so we have a lot of, um, we're very lucky to like, it's easy for her to be cared for and we get to do that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That is huge. That is huge. And such a gift. I love that. So um, I love to talk about this topic too, about being present in your, or not being able to be fully present in your business because there's some stuff going on in your life. Because we just, we, but I, we've talked over the past couple of months about what you've had going on. And I just know that everyone has their own situation and things that they're working through in their personal life. And we can't sit here and say that that doesn't affect the way that we show up in our business. And I think that there are some, some mindset strategies that we could adopt in giving ourselves permission to show up differently in those seasons and understanding that showing up differently does not mean not showing up. You know what I mean? So, So tell me a little bit about your story and how you have learned these tools and strategies and, and what you're doing to move in a more kind direction for yourself. I love that kind direction. That's such a good perspective. <laughs> that is what I'm aiming for. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, like what I've been dealing with has just been like back. Well, it's not even back pain. It's like leg pain. So chronic leg pain that started back when I was pregnant and has like 
come and gone over five years. So it's not something I'm like, you know, is completely new to me. But in January, I was just completely sidelined, like unable to, and there's no reason. I just woke up and was unable to lie down, stand up, walk, sit. Like, what do you, what do you do? Um, and it was, it was really, really bad for a few weeks. And then I was able to get some relief here and there. And so things kind of, I'd have a couple of good days and then some really bad stretches and it went back and forth, culminating in me having surgery, um, two weeks ago. So, um, the good news is like the surgery went amazing. I feel like you're a completely different person. Like, wow, it's really good. So I feel like we're moving out of, you know, this chronic pain season, hopefully. Um, but while all that was going on, like I, What's great is I took the month of December off. So the whole month, the whole month. And I worked really hard all of 2022 to be able to be like, I'm taking this whole month off. I'm just going to like be with my daughter. We're going to do fun stuff. We're going to enjoy like the season. And so I went all in and like, I did not, and I did not work. Like I took the whole month off, Um, went on a trip with my husband. Like we just did all this great stuff. Right. So then. I'm like ready to hit the ground running. And like January 3rd, I wake up unable to like exist. So really this went back, like this was several months, right? So like I, I wasn't marketing in November because I was taking December off, which was just a bad move. But so I hadn't marketed in November. I took all of December off and then January I was unable to, to really work, do anything. So it was tough. Um, and I had to figure out, and like I, I, my business, like the money I make, isn't just like fun money. Like it's, it provides for our family. Um, and so it's not just extra. So I guess like, I mean, my husband works, he has a full-time job. Like we have a lot of savings, like we're financially, like we weren't like, okay, like, you know, the world's ending, but to keep things going on a normal, normal basis, like I needed to bring in a bare minimum income. So the first thing I had to do was shift my like what feels like success the threshold came way down right I've had this like very high bar for myself as like a revenue goal that I've been hitting consistently for a year like right so like I got very used to like bringing in a set amount of money um and you know it changes every month but like whatever and I had to like I mean I'm talking about like half cutting that in half and then all of a sudden being like, I don't know. It's going to take everything I have to meet this like much, much lower bar, um, which I was actually able to do like January through April. I did, which I feel really great about. I didn't think. You should feel really great about that, by the way, because that cutting it, it, I went through this exact same season of, not the pain that you're experiencing, but definitely having to cut back and looking at what was essential, what I needed to bring home. Cause again, my money pays our bills <laughs> and oh. like actually looking at what we needed. And when I looked at the nitty gritty of the details of that, 
I had everything that I needed. And that to me was like a big shifting point. And like you're saying, readjusting that mindset around your success. It's not about the high level goals that we set for ourselves when business is booming. It's about like, what impact are we making in our family? And that's typically a lot lower number than we probably set our goals at. Absolutely. And you know, it looked like scaling back on like my expenses too. Like I had gotten really used to being able to like work with a number of people and like oh, anything I don't want to do, I'm going to outsource, right? And like, that's a privilege that I had worked pretty hard in my business to like have. Um, and that was no longer possible. Um, I did keep my VA because my business would fall apart without her. So like that is a we don't have a business without Taylor. So like she's staying. Um, but other than that, like I had to basically be like, no, I had to pass on retreats I wanted to do. I had to pass on people I wanted to work with um, and just say no, 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 no. Because, you know, an extra thousand dollars made a made a big difference. And that was a shift for me to be like, oh, I haven't really had to think about things that way. But yeah, I mean, I think. It is. It goes from like, and I think too, to be perfectly honest, it was a really much needed ego check for me because I had, I I don't think I had gotten, like, I struggle with, I struggle with money just like in general, but like, I, I think I was starting, I was on a path to putting more of my self-worth in high revenue numbers high for me that's that's all relative like to some people they're like what oh my gosh like I make that in a week um (laughs) but for me like that was right and I was starting I I could feel it I could feel and I didn't know until that was taken away from me and I was starting to like have feelings of like being worthless and like what am I really doing and I I count that as a major blessing so I do think that's really important regardless of what the stress or chaos is Whatever it is, it doesn't matter, right? Like this looks different for every single person, but the experience is kind of the same. Um, is being able to like pull out the good things and actually like appreciate what is coming out of a tough season, even while it's happening, because it's really easy with you know my fully functioning back and no nerve pain to look back and be like oh, look at all these things I learned now that I feel like myself again, right? But yeah. in the mo- actually in the moment, being like, something's happening. I'm going to see the results of this. Like, this is sharpening my character. This is helping, right? Something is happening here. And being able to at least be aware of that, I, I found really helpful. Yeah, I think it's important distinction when you said, you know, it, it doesn't matter the circumstance because it could be that you're having a hard season in parenting. It could be that you're having chronic pain like you. It could be that you've lost a family member that is close to you. Um, it doesn't really matter what it is. And it, to, and comparing, comparing our situations to other people is not helpful because it's going to have somebody look at these tools that, and strategies that you're talking about and being like, oh, well, I don't need those yet because mine's not as bad. But I think that it's important for us to I, like dig in personally and identify is is this a season of business where I maybe need to operate as my minimal self with minimum expenses and minimum payments and those kinds of things to keep the lights on, like you said, um, 
but to also keep that fire burning because I feel like if we put those high expectations on ourselves, we're automatically going to feel like a failure. And then that's only going to build the doubt we have around going back to our business at the end of all of this. And it just spirals out of control. It absolutely does. And I do think that, yes, bringing, figuring out what is essential um, for me, it also looked like creating other like in the middle of all of this going on I literally created some additional streams of income that did not require me to show up in the way I'm so typically I make most of my money through writing website copy and doing project days where I'm like head down eight hours like full creativity flowing that is my favorite way to work I could only do that like one day a week, essentially. Um, Whereas before I could do that three or four days a week. Like that's where, you know, most of my time was spent doing that. Um, And that just was not. And like, I, I tried really hard to push through at the beginning and I realized like, I'm, this is not good for me, but it's also not good for my clients. Like I'm not delivering I've worked too hard to build a reputation to be like really good at what I do. And I also just like value, right? Someone else is spending money. Like someone else is taking their hard earned money and giving it to me. And I take that more seriously than like anything in the world. And so I have really high standards, right? For the work that I do. And so I was like, I cannot serve the same number of people in the same way. So I had to scale down the number. I could still do this. I could still do what I do, but I also had to create additional income streams. So I was like offering workshops. I created some passive, some digital products that I had never had and like sold those. I relaunched. I had this course that I used to run live and I had decided before all this happened that I was going to like turn it into an evergreen thing. And in the middle of all of this, I was like, put a lot of energy into like putting that out there. It was not perfect, not perfect, but it was done. And I put it out into the world and that created some like recurring revenue. People are on, people joined, they're on payment plans. They're paying me every month when I'm not having to output, right? Additional energy every month. Um, and that really saved me. It was not like, we're not talking about, you know, a six figure launch by any means. Um, it was bare bones, but it created a safety net. And so it's like, yeah, okay. I can, this is enough money coming in, right, that I can show up in the very limited capacity I do have and do it well, um, and we're going to scrape by. And we have. And actually, I've, like, done some of my best work. And I do think, sorry, I would like to go on and on. I do think it's important to, like, real remember, and it, pain, loss, grief, parenting, like, all of those things things tend to feel overwhelming and I think it can be really hard to remember that you can have bright spots right like it's a like you can have bright spots throughout tough seasons especially when your tough season lasts for a year right you've got to find some like wins because Otherwise, what are you going to do? Like, you just kind of have to. And so it's funny to look back and be like, I've done some of my best work that I'm the most proud of through this painful, really, like, challenging quarter, five, six months or whatever it's been. 
Um, and like both of those things can be true. I was in a lot of pain and life was really hard and I did some really great work and some things I'm really proud of. Um, and it doesn't negate my pain and my pain doesn't negate my success. And so like both of those, you have to learn how to like, especially when it's anything that lasts longer than like a day, I swear anything that's like longer than a day, you have to be able to be like, okay, two things can be true at the same time. Um, and I just think that's a really good life skill in general. It is. That's a huge, huge thing for us to learn in life in general. The sooner that we can adopt that and really become more comfortable with it, because I think that's part of it, too, is like it's uncomfortable to feel pain and also want also be proud of ourselves and and to feel excited about something. And I think that somewhere along the way of you know, growing up, it it was harder for our brains to process that and for us to say, because, you know, like with kids, you know, one minute they're crying because their cup is blue and not pink. And then the other minute, <laughs> the other minute, they're like so excited because their cup is blue and not pink. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a shift in emotions. And I think that there is a lot of value able to like bring ourselves back to ground zero, like reevaluate what success looks like for us. And I love that you mentioned like creative problem solving. Okay, well, if I can't show up this way in my business right now, how can I show up in a way that's kind to me as a person and, and as a human, but also honors my clients and the people that I work with? I love that. Yeah. And I do think it's, I think that is a really important thing because right, like, if you're not going to shut things down and like there were definitely days where I was so mad. I was like, why can't I just have, if I were, you know, my husband works for Dell. If I worked for Dell, I would just be on FMLA. They would be paying me. Like I would be on this leave. Someone would be paying me. Somebody would be doing my job in my absence. So when I came back, like everything would be running pretty nor like I might have a crowded inbox, but like, that's the only thing I would have to deal with. Um, And so I had a lot of frustration about that, but I was like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to shut this down. And I don't want to be, you know, I continue to show up on social media sparingly, like not a ton. Um, and I do think that's actually something interesting to talk about too, is like what you choose to share um, publicly. Because I do think um, I had to say something because like I, I was, show, it was just like, it was a big change. And so I, and I think it's very personal. Every single put like you have to basically discern what you are comfortable putting out there. And I don't think there's a right and a wrong answer. I think it's very personal. Um, so I did share that like I was having some pain. I was dealing with chronic pain that was pretty severe. Um, and it ended up being, I didn't share a ton. Like I, I tried to keep things when I showed up, I tried to just show up for my business and not like go into it a lot because I didn't want I didn't want that to be the focus to be perfectly honest like from a selfish perspective I was like I want something to distract me I want to have something that feels like productive um but I also just didn't want you know to like document my day-to-day but I shared enough to really get some incredible support the number of people who were like I deal with a silent illness. I deal with chronic pain. I deal, there are, so, I mean, 
you know this better than anyone. There are so many people who deal with ongoing chronic pain, loss, grief, struggles, whatever it is, like these things that don't go away. Um, And so many people came out of the woodworks to like, either just say like some, so many people messaged me and would be like, I know what that feels like. And that alone, like is so empowering to be like, it's not just me. And some people shared stories. Some people shared like in great detail. Some people just were like, I feel you. I've been there. Um, But feeling that community was actually incredibly helpful. Um, And it ran right. Like people I was really close with were checking in on the daily. People I, you know, had never spoken to before were like sending me these kind messages and it's hard because I was like, is this pity? I don't like pity. I don't really like, I don't really like feelings in general, <laughs> in general. Um, but it was really helpful. And so I think being able to share to the degree that you are comfortable sharing can actually be cathartic and actually like supportive um, and tapping into that community that, you know, we talk about community all the time. And I was like, oh, this is real. Like I have a real community. It's not just a hashtag or like something fun to say like this is real and people are showing up for me in a real way um that by and large I've never met in life in real life um you know I think that's really unique that's unique about the online space it really is it's one of those things that I don't think a lot of people understand unless you're in it but there there is a community of women who are like such bad A's <laughs> in like being able to make money in their business, serve people super well. They're incredible at their craft. And they're also like just handling their business and like getting stuff done and working through hard things and being honest about it and being vulnerable. That is the hard, like hard, but holy work of what we do. And I absolutely love that that's something that you're expressing too. As someone who you've said doesn't love to like sit in emotions and like just like process them, that's really never fun for anybody, even us emotional people. I'm an emotional person. Even for me, I'm like, man, I have a hangover after that. But for anybody, it's hard to like sit in that because then you feel like you have this like this vulnerability hangover after you share stuff. So I'm curious, like after you shared that with people and you got an amazing response, did you have anybody who was like questioning you as a service provider or do you feel like, do you feel like that impacted your business negatively or positively or, or neither? Like, do you feel like what, how did you feel about that afterwards? I think that's a really interesting question. I actually do think it had a slight negative impact, not because anyone, like I don't, the story I told myself was everyone thinks I'm weak and I can't do anything, right? Mm, yeah. Um, then I'm getting better at like, is there any evidence for that story? It's like, mm, no, maybe not. Maybe we like let that one go, right? Um, I do think it had, a, like, I know for a fact people have like approached me now that things are kind of on the upswing and said, hey, I wanted to work with you back in February and I saw things were really hard. So I waited. So I do think there were people who did not approve. And it was, some of that is like a gift because I really could only 
the people I was working with, you were one of them, were people I kind of were on the inside, right? So it was very much my, like, people I'm, like, tightly connected with, like, really know. And, like, that was easier, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't feel a pressure to show up in an overly professional way um, yeah. because there's an existing relationship. So that made those projects easier. I was still delivering, like, the same quality results. Yeah, I I would attest to that. <laughs> you still blew my mind. <laughs> you were like, well, actually, it was kind of terrible. Um, But, like, and I was saying no. I did say no to some invitations. I did say no to some things that were more, like, outside of, like, my immediate kind of circle of people. So I kind of appreciate it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, yeah, I think there were some people who, like, might have wanted to work with me that didn't, Um, and maybe they never, you know, a lot of people probably found someone else to work with, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm not losing sleep over that. I would say the net impact was positive in that I've had some really amazing conversations with people I've never really connected with before. Um. And that's not, it's not positive in like, a, you know, I haven't like booked these giant projects because of that or something, but personally and like professionally with networking, I feel like I've actually extended my network a little bit because it's a relatable thing. Like we all struggle, right? Like we all, no one can avoid it. Um, I had been really lucky to be in business for quite a while without having any serious setbacks. It had been almost four years before I really had something, you know, something that was more than a day or, you know, a tough day or two. Right. Um, And so that was all new to me. Like this whole, there's this whole like secret side of people, exactly what you said, incredible people who are serving people like to an unbelievable level while also doing really hard things that like I didn't even, I didn't know about. Right. And so I think that opens up the ability to build connection. So like my vulnerability in sharing gave me a path to connecting with other people who then felt comfortable reaching out to me and kind of being vulnerable back and kind of that exchange of, of, uh, of honesty is really, is really beautiful. So I would say I feel overall like it's been a positive, but there are, I mean, I would be kidding or lying to myself if I said there weren't some like negative ramifications um I'm okay with them yeah well I think the the important thing that you said was the story that you told yourself because it wasn't that these people questioned your ability to do the work it more so sounds like they felt bad it was like do I like book something with her like is she even taking on projects like unsure of what your status was and not wanting to put too much on your plate. And, and so I think that again, making sure that we are believing the right things and like pointing ourselves to truth because there is so much in business and owning your own business and being present on social media and marketing yourself that you're, you're creating a narrative to other people, but you're also creating a narrative in your head about yourself sometimes. And so we've got to make sure that that is healthy (laughs) and that that points to truth and that we're not just like our brains aren't like just taking that and running with it and we're believing something that isn't true. So I think that's an important distinction. So you mentioned 
having some lessons learned about this season and some things not to do. So what are those? Tell us more about that. So don't catastrophize. Catastrophe. I don't even know how to say that. No, word. I think that was it. Catastrophize. Is that it? Did I get it? Catastrophe planning. It's a thing I'm amazing <laughs> at. Um, like planning for things that haven't happened, right? Like I, but I think that's the first thing is like, are you a seven wing six? Or six wing seven? Is that off? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm great at identifying your type. We literally sat at dinner the other night with my friends and me and my friend Kendra just like went around the table and we're like, you're this, you're this, you're this. That's an incredible skill. I do feel like my seven just like kind of shouts really loud. It's like, I like to travel and I hate feelings. Like, okay. Um, but yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. But so catastrophe planning, I like, don't do it. Just like, you have to tell yourself like, this is a season and like things will get better. I tend to be like, well, it feels like this right now. So this is how it will feel forever. Um, and that's just a dark place. It's not healthy. Um, I think it's also really one of the biggest mistakes I made at the beginning was trying to hold to like my goals for the year. It was like weird timing because it was Jan- it was January 3rd, oh, yeah. right? I had just like dreamt up these like great plans for my business. And I was like, I wrote it in my passion planner. Like it has to happen. <laughs> um, it's in pen. <laughs> it's pretty pens and like some washi tape. Like it's real. I'm like, none of that is real, right? Like it's, it is all arbitrary. Um, and so like not letting go of things that felt really important before or felt possible before. I think that's a big mistake. Um, also this one's kind of silly, but like not accepting, well, I say it's silly. It's really not, not accepting help, like accept the help. I was so resistant to being a victim, being seen as weak, um, not like I didn't want help. I didn't, I didn't want it. And when I kind of like finally had no choice but to accept help, it was, it was so nice. It was so nice. Like I had, you know, other copywriters take on client work that I had like promised to do that I no longer felt like I could adequately do. And they generously were like, let me just do that. Like literally just took it and did it. And like, that was amazing. And it took a lot for me to kind of accept that help or to ask for it. Um, So I think that's a really good one. Like don't avoid help. Don't like, don't be too proud. Don't be too, I don't know, into yourself to like let other people help you. Um, Can I I ask you, what did that look like for someone to step in and say, I'll let me do this for you? Like, did they approach you? Yeah. And they just said, like, let me do this for you for free. Like, what did that look like? Um, so I paid them. So I did. Okay. Was, yeah. But I did have two people reach out to me and said, Hey, I know, I don't really know what's going on. I was also kind of cryptic because we weren't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what was going on. And I was just kind of like, I'm having these pay. Like I didn't, and I never went into like great detail. Um, so I had two people reach out to me and said, Hey, I know, like, I'm not sure what's going on, but I know you're in a tough spot. Like, is there anything I can do to help? Um, and I left them on red. To be perfectly honest, for like a week, 
And then I was like, yes, actually, I'm at a desperation point where like I'm supposed to write like I've agreed to do this. And I I had to they people stepped in. I don't know that I ever would have approached someone and asked. I would have just like panicked. Um, so that's how that worked. And then I had to I had to like, yes, can you please <laughs> like, thank you so much for offering. <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> yeah like oh this is the worst um and then I had another client that I like subcontract with who basically just gave me like a really long extension she was like we'll push this project back it's not a big deal it'll actually help the client I had two people actually two clients where I like approached about an extension and they both were like this actually helps me hmm. this is actually better for me to push this back and I was like what world is this in which I like put myself out there and I'm actually like people are like I wish that girl would just like push this project back and I'd make life easier right um so yeah I think that's how that all works that's crazy yeah it's, it, I guess it's crazy in the sense that you just don't I don't know I feel like this community is really tight I really feel like it feels small and it feels large all at the same time. And, but there are really, really good people out there who just want to see people do well and succeed and want to help and step in and just be supportive. And I think that that's incredible. And you're talking about people who do what you do. Oh, in yeah, the same like industry. competition, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It is incredible. incredible and I've never been more thankful. And I guess that's probably the last like don't do is like, don't isolate yourself. Mm. Um, yeah. And don't, <laughs> and don't sit in your pity for too long. Like don't sit in your, I think it's healthy. I, I don't like it. It is healthy to feel things right. To actually like process. And I, I did get better at that through this process. But I also had, like, days when I was fully capable of, like, you know, standing in a weird position and, like, typing out, like, being present. Like, I could do the work. And I just wanted to, like, lie in bed and really feel sorry for myself and, like, watch Gilmore Girls. Um, and that doesn't actually help. Really, in the long run, it doesn't actually help. I think it does to an extent, right? Like, I think at the beginning of this whole experience there were days when that was actually what I needed and it actually made me feel better um but then there's a difference right and like I could tell when I'm avoiding something I'm really good at avoiding things um like I'm avoiding something or I'm like caring for myself and those are very yeah. different and I think you have to on a day-to-day -day basis figure out what you actually need. And even if like, you don't want to go be in pain while you're like walking to the mailbox in the sunshine, like maybe that's what you actually need to do, right? You need to try, you need to move, um, even if it's not what you want to do. Um, but then some days, you know, eat a bowl of ice cream and watch Gilmore Girls in bed. And if that's actually helping, then great. But if it's actually like making you feel worse at the end of it, um, just being, yeah, you have to listen to yourself. And I I don't like listening to my body. Like, that was another weird thing. Every doctor I went to, every specialist I saw, like, I had to self-report on my pain. And I was like, I don't, what? Like, they'd be like, well, is it radiating? 
Is it <laughs> I'm like all of them, all all of the pain. Everything, it's everything. And they were like, was it in the front of your leg or the side? And I was like, I don't know. And I had this moment where I just like desperately wanted someone to just tell me, like, just take a test and tell me what's wrong. And I was like, that's not how this works, right? Um, same thing in my business. I just wanted someone else to do it. Like, I just want. I had days where I was like to my husband and I was like, can you just cancel all my meetings? And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> like, no, how am I supposed to do that? And I was like, no, you have to handle this for yourself. And you do have to tap into some of those like deeper reserves, right? Um, yeah. I was really lucky that this was like a short season and I, you know, I'm really grateful to be kind of on the other side of it. And I'm also just not dumb and I know that like this will circle back over and over and over again in different ways and in different forms um and I just feel a lot more equipped I'm less scared I'm less scared of it um I do feel more equipped to like know when to put my head down know when to find a way through and then know when to step back and kind of like navigate that and it's not like a one-time thing it's not like you figure it out one day and then like that's what works like it literally changed every day um yeah short seasons feel like long ones though I mean you said this you said luckily this was a short season but I feel like the only way you're able to say that is because it's over and you're looking back and you're saying okay well it was only a couple of months but when you're in that it's like wow how long is this gonna last and you start like looking ahead thinking, okay, well, if this goes on through the rest of this year, then how am I going to function, build my business, achieve my goals, blah, 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 blah. And it's like this internal pressure that we put on ourselves. And yeah, so even though, yes, in the grand scheme of things, it feels small, small amount of time, it feels big (laughs) in the moment. It does. I mean, it's kind of like having a newborn, right? Where you're like, yes. Especially the first, well, I've only done it once. So, like, once was enough. You know, I was good. Um, but like, once is enough. <laughs> you're like, this is the rest of my, like, this six week old baby that cries all the time. I'm like, I'm not a nor- I'm not okay. She's not okay. Like, this is what life will look like for the rest. This is, this is life now. Like, yeah. the number of times I think I was like, did I ruin our life? Like, did my like fleeting desire to like have a baby like ruin our lives? And it's so, cause yes, when you look and then you like, you know, they get to be like 10 or 12 weeks old and you're like, Oh, okay. My hormones are settling down. They're figuring this out. Like things aren't easy, but like we can do this. Like it's yeah. going to be okay. And you look back and you're like, Oh, you know, and I feel like we do such a disservice. Like we tell new moms, you're like, Oh, the first 10 weeks are hard. It's like in the middle, like 10 weeks is, it's a long time. It's a long time. And also, like, in the middle of it, it does it does feel like an eternity. And I had – I did – yes. I think that's really important to point out because when you are in the middle of it, it does feel like forever. And it doesn't matter. And you don't know. You don't know when things are going to be over, right? I think that's especially – well, like, grief is its own – grief is never over. Yeah. Ever, right? And I do think, like, it changes and, like, you move – you move forward with your grief but like if you're in a season of deep grief for whatever reason like you're not going to have a time when you're like well that's done now we're moving on right and so I think those things that like I can mark 
I can mark this season as like I had surgery, I recovered, and like now I'm on the other side of it. There's so many of these seasons where you can't do that. Like, yeah, you're waiting for something that does not come, um, or like there isn't a clean ending. And so I think that's a whole other conversation, right? Of like navigating. It is. Yeah. It is, but you know, I feel like I've been in a situation where. Um, the past three or four years have been really, really hard personally. And even though I can put a stamp and say, oh, it's over, there are things that have happened recently that have triggered the trauma of what happened before. And so that's, like you said, that's a whole nother conversation. But I think it is important just to like give yourself an immense level of grace in all of it and allowing yourself to just show up as you need to that day. There was an Instagram post that I shared earlier today. I don't even remember who it was from, but it was, um, it was two different graphics. One graphic said what it looks like, what you think it looks like to show up every day. And it's these little circles and they're all full. And then the next graphic says what it really means to show up every day. And each circle is, a different level of full on on down the line and that is exactly to me showing up with what you have each day is enough and it's that's the difference between sustainability in your business and keeping the lights on you know and making sure that you can just keep things moving so that when you're out of that season you can still be in your business and you you didn't allow it to crumble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like that is how something lasts, right? So like building building something that can last and will last and that you take seriously. I think yeah. that was another thing. I realized how seriously I take this business I've built. Like if it was just a casual thing that I was doing for fun, like it would be over. It would have been like, I would have closed the doors and it would have been done. Um, and so, yeah, this is a real thing that is here for the long term and I'm here for the long term. And so, yeah, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And like, no one else can figure it out for you. Yes. You can yeah. have support. Yes. You need community. Yes. People can step in and like be incredible, like lifesavers and, at the end of the day, like you have to find it in yourself to to do the hard thing um, while also caring for yourself. Yeah, outside of that. So it's an yeah. interesting, complex experience. I think you used the term delicate balance earlier, and that's exactly how it feels. <laughs> it's like it's a balance. But it's, but it's very delicate because you can get it very wrong. <laughs> uh, yes. Those eggshells can just like crack and break. And like, I think too, I mean, you can, you can break some things and like, and still move on. And I do think mm. that's something like that I'm still learning that like, you can make mistakes. Like you're not infallible, even though you're in pain or you're in a hard season, like you also are not like. It's not, you know, um, guilt. I don't know. You're not, you're not just like, I can't think of the word, but anyway, you don't just get off scot-free. Like you are still responsible and you still will make mistakes and you'll still like make some missteps. And I mean, that happens regularly. It feels magnified, I think, in these tough seasons, but like, 
that's going to still happen. Life's still going to go on. And you, yeah, you got to find a way to just, if you want to keep doing, you know, if you, if you want to have a business and you, you know, I was like looking on Indeed and like scrolling through jobs and it was like enough for me to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't want this. Like, well, I really have another choice. I'm not, I'm not going back to this. So like, we're going to figure out a way to make this is like episode of like true life entrepreneur because (laughs) I have a well first of all you were saying something the other day or not the other day actually today on this message and you were saying something that was like um maybe like shifting your perspective from like not as bad as you were thinking like catastrophizing you said and I have this I catastrophize as well and I over it was last summer I believe I was having a really hard time and my husband, I remember calling him. One of the perks of having him here is that when I have mental breakdowns, I just text him and I say, come down to my office because I need to cry it out. And so he came down here and he's like, Jill, things are not grim yet. You are acting like they're grim and they are not grim. And I wrote it on this sticky note and it has just sat here in my office for a year. And it reminds me, they're like, okay, get out of your pity party, sister. Get out of your feels. And let's make something happen. Like, let's take one step today. (laughs) And then when you were talking about, like, looking on Indeed, I actually have a task in my ClickUp. I can't believe I'm sharing this. I might have shared it before because I'm just an open book and share way too much. But I have this task that says what to do if it doesn't work out. (laughs) And it's literally ideas. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm sharing this. I love it's literally this. ideas, things that I could do with my life. And I, mean, I feel like you need that, honestly. <laughs> and I think it's good too. I think having something like that where like, because there are always options, right? Yeah. Like there are, like, I think that can help kind of get out of your funk of like, worst case scenario, this all gets shut down. Like, okay, here's things I could do. But I think for me too, like looking at those things and being like, this is unappealing. I yes. don't really want this. Like, you know, reading job descriptions where it was like generous three week paid time off. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Only three weeks? <laughs> that is not the life I'm into. Um, so, yeah, or like reporting. I, I had a visceral reaction to like this position reports to whomever, and I was like, oh, report? No. <laughs> like, oh, someone telling me what to do? No, I'm I'm good, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that. That gives me so much joy because I I have thought the same things, looked at the same things, and have also had those reactions to yeah. those things. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna keep moving. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's great motivation. It's a good reminder. It is a good reminder. Well, Emily, I wanted to wrap this up by asking you, what ways are you giving yourself grace? in your life and in your business right now, and especially being on the other end of this real struggle that you've had with the, with the chronic pain and the, it, it sounds like a growth season, honestly, for you personally. So coming on the other side of that, in what ways are you giving yourself grace? Um, so I love this question. And I think right now it is in, I'm giving myself grace in re-entry. So I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of big, like, I feel, I do feel, like, rejuvenated. And I've, you know, come out of this season of, like, scarcity. And I'm, like, 
well, not scarcity, that's the wrong word, but of like, of, of not abundance, <laughs> right? Like of bare minimum. So I'm coming out of a season of bare minimum and I'm like, yeah, now we're going to like, now we have the capability and the possibility, right? I'm back in the, like, back in the driver's seat and like, we can do all these great things. And I am giving myself so much grace in the implementation because I'm like, guess mm. what? It's been six weeks, six months of like, not this, and it's not going to happen overnight. So like my Dubsado like dashboard is not going to reflect the like revenue goal that I'm like getting excited about like this month and probably not next month. Like it's going to take time. Um, and so I'm giving myself a lot of grace with my expectations of being back. I'm back. Like, and I am, and I think that's exciting, but also things do not change overnight, positively or negatively. And so, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be slow. I know this, I know, like I've built a business in a very slow and steady way. And so I have no illusions about that, but I am trying to give myself a lot of grace with my expectations as I like ramp things up. That is a great great thing. I think we we all have a hard time. Well, we all struggle with giving ourselves grace at the end of the day. And it, I think it's funny like what what I struggle with is <laughs> boundaries and grace and I love to talk to people about boundaries and grace. I don't know what it is. It's like torture and amazing and only God, right? Yeah. But I think that it's super cool that you are showing up to the table like Emily's got a groove back, seven on the Enneagram, bringing all the energy, all the fun, and yet you are trying to slow yourself down a little bit and say like, okay, this is not going to look like like swinging the door wide open, Emily's back. This is going to look like taking steps, sustainable steps forward and because also this this season of growth for you might adapt differently in your business. You might want to make some changes and revise some things that makes it better and more sustainable if something like this happens again. So there's a lot of excitement and opportunity to even dig more into that. So I'm excited for you. I think this is a obviously feels like a new lease on life essentially and um more passion and excitement towards like what you're working towards in your business. So I'm excited to see where that takes you. And I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for the invitation. This is an incredible conversation. And I do think it's so, um, it's so specific, like challenges and pain is both. I feel like it's so much like, like new being a new mom, but like it's so specific and it's also incredibly universal. And so yeah. I do think that there are so many things that like so many of us feel, um, no matter what our like actual driving circumstances are, like mm -hmm. I think this conversation needs to happen more. Um, so I'm really just grateful for you for like inviting me to be here and, and having the conversation. Well, thank you for coming and for being so transparent because I think that's also helpful so that people can apply what you're saying to their life. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. I'm so grateful you're here and would love to connect with you. After you subscribe to the show, come hang out with me on Instagram at Jillian Dalberry. See you there.